Hello and welcome to the Movies Past and Present Podcast. It's June 18th, 2020, and this is episode 48. I'm your host, Stanford Clark, and I'm podcasting from the crossroads of the West in beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. Just like my blog, moviespastandpresent.com, I'll be providing recommendations, commentary, and reviews about current and classic cinema. Thanks for tuning in, and let's do this thing. The Black Lives Matter movement continues uh, full force here in the United States. And as I mentioned in my previous podcast, uh, there are many feature films and documentaries that uh, these these, uh, movie studios are currently making available for free digital rental at least through the month of June. We'll see if they if 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 they go uh, a little longer beyond beyond June. Uh, some of them I think might even end a little bit before June. But uh, anyway, uh, we'll see what they decide to do. But uh, I've been using uh, Apple iTunes. That's uh, kind of my digital platform of choice. I also have Amazon Prime Video, but uh, both services and i'll have links to these uh in the the podcast notes in my blog if you're not already um uh connected with those two services but they've got a lot of films both feature films and documentaries that uh are related to to uh the black experience in in america and uh i think a lot of things that are definitely worth watching uh on itunes this past week, I watched the film Ali, which is from 2000, uh, it was made in 2001. Uh, it's, it's the biopic of Muhammad Ali, uh, directed by Michael Mann and starring Will Smith as, as Muhammad Ali. And I don't think it was one that I had, I had actually seen in, in the theater in, in 2001. So I was, I, I was happy to be able to watch it. And it's a really, interesting film it it takes place uh kind of after the um olympics where you know cassius clay uh that, that he participated in and and when it's it's when cassius clay meets malcolm x and then which really sets his life on a different uh trajectory um he uh becomes Islamic and he changes his name to Muhammad Ali and and anyway it's it's really it's 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 a very interesting film. Michael Mann has got an incredible attention to detail. I mean, that's just one of his his hallmarks. And so you really feel like you you're you're in that time period. And uh, I I really that's one of the things I really enjoyed about the film. Will Smith also is just absolutely terrific in the lead role as Muhammad Ali. I know he worked very hard for it, both to get in physical shape as for it, as but also to really master that cadence of how Muhammad Ali spoke, which was which was so so unique, and and he just aced it. So that that part was really really interesting to watch. The um, the movie has a lot going on. Uh, and I felt that it got a little bit too bogged down with so many different characters and so many different uh, things it was trying to communicate. And uh, it almost seemed like a combination of a feature film and a documentary. 
and I think I would have probably preferred more uh, of a feature film that really focused on on some some key points of Muhammad Ali's life. Again, but it covers a lot. Uh, still, though, a very interesting film, and one you might want to check out if that if that uh, uh, is of, of interest to you. On Amazon Prime Video uh, this weekend, I'm planning to watch a documentary uh, that I've been wanting to see called "I Am Not Your Negro." It was made in 2016, um, directed by Raoul Peck, and it's based on the American uh, writer James Baldwin's uh, he uh, an unfinished manuscript of his called "Remember This House." The uh, documentary is narrated by narrated by uh, Samuel L. Jackson, um, or as you know, sometimes. Uh, my friends and I refer to him as, as Samuel F. N. L. Jackson, <laughs> given his uh, preference for uh, some certain language. But uh, we'll see what kind of language he uses in this film. But this film explores the history of racism in the United States through Baldwin's reminiscences of of uh, civil rights leaders like Malcolm X, again, and Martin Luther King Jr., as well as Baldwin's personal observations of American history. So uh, I'm really interested to to uh, uh, experience this and and uh, think it's going to be a very interesting window um, illuminating the struggle for civil rights of our African-American brothers and sisters. The uh, Netflix service also has an interesting... Film that they've just debuted. It's a brand new feature film. Uh, it's a Spike Lee joint, so you know, directed by by Spike Lee. It's called *The Five Bloods*, and it's a war drama. It's uh, uh, it stars Delroy Lindo and Norm Lewis, and 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 uh, you know, clearly a lot of other actors. But the plot follows a group of aging Vietnam War vets who returned to Vietnam uh, in search of the remains of their fallen commander, as well as uh, a buried treasure that they, that they uh, um, I guess that they buried while they, while they were there. Uh, this film is getting really great reviews. I, ha I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, it's rated R by the Motion Picture Association for strong violence, grisly images, and pervasive language. Um, and it, as I mentioned, it's now available on Netflix and I hear that it's, it's a timely, it's a, it's a, it's a timely, uh, piece of art. reviews this week i'd like to talk about uh, a film that just debuted on the disney plus streaming service and it's uh a film adaptation of the fantasy book artemis fowl now artemis fowl as as you may know it's it's uh it's actually a book series you know really kind of not unlike it sounds like uh harry potter or that kind of thing as a fantasy book series uh, 
I think written mostly for young adults as, as, as the primary audience. But the first novel, which was just called Artemis Fowl, was uh, published in 2001. They're written, these books are written by the Irish author Ian Colfer. I hope I'm saying uh, your name correctly, uh, Mr. Colfer. Um, this film version was directed by Kenneth Branagh. And uh, what I had heard is that this film has, or what I read in, in my homework, is that this film has been in really kind of development hell as, as as the term goes in that uh movie rights were secured many years ago and and they just haven't been able to figure out how to get it on the big screen finally disney got the rights around 2015 hired kenneth branagh they filmed it in 2017 and then it was supposed to get released in theaters in 2019 and it got rescheduled based on, on what Disney was trying to do with, the, with their release schedule. It was supposed to come out, I think, over Memorial Day weekend this year in theaters. And then uh, because of, of COVID-19, uh, Disney decided just to put it directly onto Disney+, Plus, which I think, frankly, was a good thing. Um, this film is, is an absolute mess. So I, I truth be told, I've, I've not read the book Artemis Fowl or any, any of the book series, and I'm I wasn't familiar, so I'm not familiar with these characters. But boy, this movie didn't help <laughs> in any way, <laughs> shape, or form. Uh, Artemis uh, Artemis Fowl is the name of of our of our protagonist. He's actually Artemis Fowl II. He is a it's a twelve year old boy. Um, he's a he's a prodigy. He's a brilliant kid. Uh, they call him a criminal mastermind. Uh, but his his father, who's Artemis Fowl the first, um, who's also uh, I guess a bit of a criminal <laughs> himself, uh, he gets kidnapped and and uh, uh, Artemis has got to solve this mystery to try to save his father. Etc. But what's really going on in the in this bigger picture is this is this is a this is a, a, a fantasy world. So Artemis and his dad live, you know, above ground in Ireland, uh, in you know, a kind of a reality as we know it. But there's this whole big uh, thing going on underground um, with with elves and and. Uh, Dwarfs and all and all kinds of of kind of fanciful uh, fantasy creatures. So the the concept of it is really fun, right? Like like it should be fun. And I gotta tell you, this film is a joyless slog. Uh, as I mentioned, just messy. Uh, I never really got a clear idea of what was going on with with this with the storyline and. Uh, the, the, the narrative was weird. The uh, uh, you just never. It was really hard to say. Not that it's the most complicated plot, but it was really hard to follow. Like what in the world is how you know is is happening? Is happening here? Um, I've heard in the book again. I haven't read it that there's really two main characters. There's 
There's uh, Artemis Fowl II, you know, the young, the twelve-year-old boy, and then there's this elf named Holly, and and Holly's in this in this a lot, um, but again, it's really uh, the way that they they introduce this and the way that the, the characters are interacting. Um, also, Josh Gad is in it. And he plays a dwarf, but actually he's he's a large dwarf, so he's kind of an, been shunned because he's so big, so tall in particular. Um, but anyway, he, you know, so he's in it. Judy Dench is in it. She plays like this uh, commander of the of the elf uh, of the elfin world, and I mean, Judy Dench is always great. But holy cow, I think she looked. Like just just seemed kind of confused and bored in this, as was I. So uh, I give Artemis Fowl a one out of five stars. Um, again, just for it was just being a, a total mess, and I really was disappointed because I was excited to be able to watch a new Disney flick, and 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 of course I was hoping that this is going to be successful. But it's one of those where because it had been delayed so much, uh, you just see what what. what what it's probably one of those things that they just they just couldn't fix and and just released it and 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 moving on so uh artemis fowl just fyi is rated pg by the motion picture association for fantasy action peril and some rude rude humor and it is uh available on disney plus Well, this weekend here in the United States is Father's Day. It's Father's Day this Sunday, and a, a great day to to celebrate uh, our fathers and and the father figures in in our lives. And I just picked ten movies that I think are really great movies about about dads or about father figures. And I just thought I'd go over briefly uh, these these ten. Movies to maybe give you some ideas of of uh, some movies you could watch this weekend if you're so inclined. So first up is really one of my favorite kind of father themed movies, and it's uh, Field of Dreams from 1989. This is the baseball fantasy with Kevin Costner and James Earl Jones, and and uh, Burt Lancaster is in it too. It's just it's it's such a great fantasy movie, particularly if you love baseball, which I do. This uh, Kevin Costner uh, has bought a farm. He and his wife and uh, the little girl they have, you know, and he and his wife have a very good relationship. It's a very happy marriage. So thankfully, there's not a lot of kind of weird drama with that. But the drama really is all about Kevin Costner hears his voice and. Uh, this recurring voice saying that if you build it, he will come. And he finally figures out that it's, he's, he's got to build a baseball field in the middle of his, of, of, of his farm. <laughs> so he does. And some really cool supernatural stuff starts to happen. And, uh, it's got a very satisfying, uh, uh, storyline about the Kevin Costner characters, father. So, uh, 
and it's and it's a cry fest too. And I know that there's no crying in baseball, but there's crying in Field of Dreams. Uh, next up is also another film from 1989. It's Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So this is the third Indiana Jones film that that Steven Spielberg and George Lucas collaborated on, and this one's just a total blast. Um, breezy, super fun. They're in search of the Holy Grail. Uh, you know, not unlike um, Monty Python, <laughs> right? A little different, <laughs> a little different style here. But Harrison Ford is back as Indiana Jones, and playing his father is Sean Connery, and they've got such great chemistry, and there's so many fun action sequences in this movie, and it's 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 a very satisfying film. So, uh, and again, I just, I really love the relationship that Indiana Jones has with, with his dad. So, so Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Uh, next up, uh, of course, I've got to have a Pixar film. Uh, it's Finding Nemo from 2003. I love the storyline of Finding Nemo uh, so much. So, you know, Nemo gets, uh, he kind of wanders out too far and he gets scooped up by some scuba divers and and uh, his father, who's a very neurotic, the father's voiced by Albert Brooks, um, tries to go out and find him. So he really has to get out of his comfort zone to try to find his uh, his son. And uh, very satisfying character arcs for everybody. Ellen DeGeneres plays plays the fish Dory, who's got um, short term memory problems, <laughs> memory problems, and. And uh, she's hilarious, and it's 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 just, and the animation is absolutely stunning. And again, I really love this this storyline uh, about a father and a son, and a father really um, learning to let his son grow up. So, uh, Finding Nemo is a winner. Uh, next one is Liar Liar. From 1997, and you're probably thinking, "What in the world?" This is a this is a really broad comedy starring Jim Carrey, and if you've never seen it, I I get I I, I really highly recommend it. Jim Carrey plays an attorney who is a flake with his son, his only kid. He's just a total flake, and uh, when 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 he doesn't show up for his son's birthday party. Uh, his son wishes the, the wishes that he has when he's blown out the candles is that at least for one day could his dad tell the truth and um, boy hilarity and as well as some heartfelt moments follow <laughs> it's it's a great it's it's a great movie again a, a kind of a fun and unexpected uh, father son movie um, so liar liar uh, I picked one more Pixar movie so thanks for indulging me on that. But the next film is is uh, Up from 2009. Now, again, you're probably wondering, what does this have to do with fathers? Well, Carl Fredrickson, who's the old man voiced by Ed Asner, uh, he is a widower. And he, they're trying to, uh, some developers are trying to run him out of his home. Or just, you know, buy his home so they can build a skyscraper or something. Some other kind of heartless project. And uh, people are trying to get him to move into a rest home. And he won't do it. So he he uh, ends up uh, flying his house with a b whole bunch of balloons uh, 
away and he's going to go to South America, which is a place where he and his, and his deceased wife dreamed of going throughout their whole, their whole married life. Uh, but it turns out that there's a little, um, a little boy scout. I mean, well, he's a wilderness, um, trying to remember the exact, but they didn't use the term boy scout, but you know, that's what he is. And, uh, his name Russell, who, who was a kind of an accidental stowaway. Uh, he was, he was on the porch when, when, when the house actually got lifted up by the balloons. So here they are going to this foreign country and, and Carl really becomes a father figure for Russell and Russell needs a father figure because R- Russell too has got an absentee dad and, uh, Carl needs a new purpose in his life because with, with his wife gone, who was, you know, who really was just the center of his life. So, uh, it's a terrific adventure, and I just love the relationship of these two, and I just love the concept of somebody, uh, you know, kind of unexpected, can be uh, a father figure, and 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 also, it it just gives a uh, a new kind of a new twist to to uh, that kind of that kind of a relationship. So anyway, love I absolutely love up. Um, next one uh, is To Kill a Mockingbird from 1962. Of course, based on the, the, the uh, beloved novel. Uh, but Gregory Peck uh, plays the single dad, Atticus Finch. And, you know, what a what an incredible father figure and what a great... Um, just what a great character Atticus Finch is. Uh, always inspired, always moved by this by this film and by this story, and uh, really admire the character of Atticus of Atticus Finch and think that just what a good what a good daddy is and just really what a good what a good human being he is. So terrific movie. Uh, next up, Sleepless in Seattle from 1993, and this one is. Just such a great romantic comedy, as you as you might recall. Hopefully, you've, hopefully you've you've had a chance to see it before. But it stars Tom Hanks, and Tom Hanks also plays a widower, and he's got one kid. And uh, through a, a radio program, this kid here's this other this this other or no? Well, I'm not. I will. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll spare you the details of the plot, but it's. Meg Ryan is also in it, but they 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 are they are from a they live across on opposite coasts, and and uh, they um, this 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 little kid really tries to orchestrate the two the two of them getting together. It's it's a really charming romantic comedy, but it also is is just a um, you know. A happy, a happy film. That's also one where you 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 bring you bring the Kleenex. Uh, it was directed by the great Nora Ephron too. So, so uh, Sleepless in Seattle is is definitely um, definitely a good one. Now, uh, I I had to throw in an, a Disney film <laughs> too, and I picked The Lion King. Uh, from 1994, don't bother with the with the 2019 remake. Uh, but The Lion King is really again about a relationship between a father and a son. 
little Simba is learning from his dad, uh, King Mufasa, you know, King of the Pride Lands. And uh, uh, Mufasa gets murdered. Uh, poor little Simba goes into exile. Uh, and and uh, Simba's got to figure some stuff out. And, I mean, probably it's a film we've all seen. But there's really nothing I love more than that scene where where Mufasa appears in the clouds to his son and uh, gets him back, gets him straightened out, back on back on the path that he should be on. Uh, I just find that so powerful and it's so, so beautifully done um, with that wonderful Disney animation of, uh, you know, uh, getting back from 1994. So um, really love The Lion King. think it's a great Father's Day movie. Okay, last two movies are actually... Um, One's in the original, and then the other one is the remake, and it's Father of the Bride. So, you know, this film, the original Father of the Bride came out in 1950, stars Spencer Tracy, and then Elizabeth Taylor, very young Elizabeth Taylor, plays plays the daughter in the film. And uh, that's such a, it's such a classic. Uh, Spencer Tracy, who is just such a, such a terrific actor, but uh, he... Uh, I think just aces this 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 role of this of this father who's who's overwhelmed by all the planning and all the money and everything involved. It's kind of like pre Bridezilla, uh, but the same still that same kind of concept, you know. Um, but it's it's a it, it's really a, a a sweet film in in the best sense of the word because again, it's I think it's really about a father. Um, letting it letting his child uh, grow up and so uh, a great film there was also a, a really fun remake of this film in 1991 uh with steve martin in 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 the role of the father um uh, i i think that this this father i know a lot i think a lot of people like this father of the bride remake too is very popular they also made a sequel of this of this <laughs> a sequel of the remake um but uh it uh, also stars diane keaton who plays the wife um kimberly williams paisley uh i think back back then she was just kimberly williams but she plays she plays the daughter and it's it's um both of those are, you, you can't go wrong with either one uh the 1950 version just happens to be on turner classic movies on father's day uh at 10 15 p.m eastern time so check your local listings but but uh if you want to actually check out the original father of the bride from 1950 with spencer tracy and elizabeth taylor it's on tcm on father's day Well, that does it for this episode of the Movies Past and Present podcast. Links and more information about the movies discussed in today's podcast can be found in the podcast notes on my blog at moviespastandpresent.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And links are also on the blog. So, as always, I hope you'll enjoy some good movies this week, whether they be from the past or the present. Until next time, thanks for listening and be safe out there.